From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. A woman was injured in a shooting on Interstate 71 southbound near downtown Columbus yesterday afternoon. The incident closed the highway for several hours. ONN's Ashley Bornanson has the story. Columbus police confirmed with us that one person was shot and was transferred to a local hospital. They were described by police as in stable condition. That person was found in the southbound lanes of I-71 near East Main Street. We're working to gather more details for you surrounding the shooting and how many people were involved. We did see someone being taken away in handcuffs, but nothing confirmed as of yet. Reporting in Columbus. In Toledo, a woman and her boyfriend charged in the death of a toddler have taken plea deals. ONN's Melissa Andrews reports. Joshua Johnson entered a guilty plea to involuntary manslaughter. He will be sentenced May 10th. And the mother of the child, Triana Smith, also entered a guilty plea to obstructing justice. She will be sentenced June 21st. Two-year-old Jordan Smith was found dead in a bed where she had been napping with her mother in 2021. An autopsy revealed the child died of a fentanyl overdose. I'm Melissa Andrews. The Ohio NAACP says it's investigating alleged incidents at a school district in Northeast Ohio's Ashtabula County. Ashtabula NAACP President Liz Penna has received about 10 complaints from parents in Geneva area city schools alleging racial name-calling, slurs, and targeting of their children at the hands of peers. These children are not getting the education that's promised to them. We had a student threaten to bring a gun into the school and shoot all the Afro-American students. I'm using that word lightly. That's not the word that was used. The district released a statement which reads in part, quote, the district takes all allegations seriously and conducts a thorough and investigation as school safety is our number one priority, end quote. An American Airlines jet returned to the airport in Columbus on Sunday after striking a bird during takeoff, sparking an engine fire. Nobody was hurt. ONN's Kevin Landers has follow-up on the story. Experts at John Glenn International will talk about active steps it takes to reduce wildlife habitat near the airway, including things like propane cannons, pyrotechnics, audible devices, and lethal methods. The airport says the bird strikes happen every year at the airport, but the vast majority don't cause any damage to the actual airplane. From John Glenn International, Kevin Landers. Norfolk Southern Rail Company is attributing a nearly $400 million loss in profit to the East Palestine train derailment in early February. The disaster caused evacuations and massive cleanup efforts. Norfolk Southern has committed nearly $31 million in compensation and support to the East Palestine community. Last week, Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw testified before an Ohio Senate panel. I can tell you right now, I am completely focused on the environmental remediation, on community assistance, and investments in East Palestine to help East Palestine thrive for the long long haul. Shaw expressed his support of the Railway Safety Act, which enhances the safety of hazardous material transport. A Delaware County judge has issued a preliminary injunction blocking Columbus from enacting new gun restrictions that would ban people from possessing large-capacity magazines of 30 or more rounds. ONN's Yolanda Harris has reaction. In a statement, Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost says, in part, this is a step in the process of litigation, but a big step in the right direction to reverse restraint on individuals' fundamental right to bear arms. 
We also reached out to City Attorney Zach Klein for comment. He says, in part, quote, the city is aware of this ruling and is considering all options in response. The city will continue to defend its ability to enact and enforce these and similar common sense gun safety reforms. I'm Yolanda Harris. Authorities want to inspect a Northwest Ohio nuclear plant over concerns with its fire protection system. More from ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission is going to take a close look at the Davis-Bessey nuclear power plant. Inspectors are looking into problems at the plant with the ground settling. There have been several instances where the settling ground has impacted underground piping used to provide water to the plant's fire protection system. I'm Amanda Fay. An $88.1 billion state operating budget has cleared an Ohio House committee with bipartisan support, and the full Republican-led House is expected to vote on it today. ONN's Dave James reports. A spokesperson for House Republicans says the two-year funding proposal includes nearly a billion dollars in income tax savings that majority Republicans say would help the middle class. It also would include increased eligibility for vouchers to help students attend private schools and provisions to help ensure higher wages for some teachers and health care workers. Once it clears the House, the budget would head next to the GOP-led Senate. Lawmakers must pass a budget by June 30th. Dave James, in News. The closure of McLaren St. Luke's Hospital in Maumee near Toledo will now happen sooner than originally planned. ONN's Dan Cummins has more. The hospital says it now plans to close operations on May 8th. Now, the original closure, May 15th, was announced back in March, but the hospital says it is moving it up in order to have more time to transition ownership. The hospital says that time is needed for things like decommissioning equipment and migrating electronic medical records and other IT data. McLaren and Mercy Health are in the process of completing a purchase agreement. If that goes through, Mercy will acquire the hospital's facilities and physical assets. Mercy has said it does plan to restore some outpatient services and hire some former McLaren staff as well. Reporting in studio, I'm Dan Cummins. In suburban Columbus this week, the Westerville Rotary Club connected online with a similar group in Ukraine. ONN's Amy Steigerwald reports. Local professor Megan Chwanski set up the meeting between the two clubs. Chwanski has family in Ukraine and knows people still living in the war-torn country. For me and for others in the organization, we're just trying to do whatever we can to keep Ukraine on people's minds and know that there's still a lot of need there for people who've been affected by the invasion. Members are working to stay connected with those they spoke with and support them in any way they can. Amy Stuckerwald in Westerville. And a family-friendly attraction is about to return to Northeast Ohio. ONN's Laura Queso in Cleveland explains. The Cuyahoga Valley Scenic Railroad is gearing up to start its National Park Scenic and Explorer trips. This, after erosion issues, caused the railroad to shut down operations about a year ago. Excursions start up again on Friday, May 5th. Over the past year, the area has been fixed up and will soon be ready for business once again. I'm Laura Queso. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.